Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And nine out of ten lawyers agree with that statement. And 100% of me agrees with that statement. Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, Bunker to France here. And in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Todd Roberts. Howdy, 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 so, howdy. Uh, well, gentlemen, it is so good to be with you both today. Hey. I, I, it's the highlight of my week. <laughs> and only to support the point that nine out of ten lawyers would agree with that statement <laughs> is let's just look at the behavior of all the lawyers who are ever on the black and white gun spokes. <laughs> uh, this, it, this just leads us right down that path and lets us know know that although it might might not have been the right decision it definitely worked yeah right you know there's not been a television show about a, a frontier lawyer actually there's been a couple no, there, were there black saddle with peter oh, brack okay i don't remember uh, that one. jeffrey hunter with, when he did temple houston okay don't remember and, that one uh, i think but TV ones. series or these TV were movies? Series. Well, let's also remember something. There is another one that's hidden within another show, which is Jared Barkley, Richard yes. Long, yes. And, yeah. on the Big Valley. The Big Valley yes, yeah. and he did yeah. a lot yeah. of lot of legaling. Oh, hey, Dodd. He sh- he sure did. He was awful well dressed. Yeah. And, and he was rich. Just, and, but let's be honest with each other. All of us, let's just be honest with each okay. other. There's only one reason we watch The Big Valley, okay? <laughs> and we Stanley. all know what it is. It's Linda Evans. Oh. Let's just, just lay it out on the table. Uh, I, she should know. And um, I'm, you know, I, I'm I, taken now. I, I, so the, the I, I opportunity went, has passed her by. I went for Barbara Stanwyck. I was going to say, I must be into older women, too. Well, but Stanley you liked Barbara Stanwyck six, because of how... You, Harry, you liked Barbara Stanwyck because of how she handled the Winchester. Well, you know, the yeah. Chinwester. Oh, hey, Todd, I want you. I want you to be aware that when we when we came on the air, we got us a new device exactly, out here. Exactly, Harry turned it on. It says on air in big white letters against a bright red background. It's yes. electronic. I got uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law got it for me uh, for my birthday and. Uh, it apparently arrived today. I guess I don't know. They came over, and uh, there it's it was. Cool. And it's it's just it I is feel, freaking cool, man. I, I, well, I, I feel I want, the pressure now. I want to. I I, I expect a photograph. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, I'll off do that. your cell phone, and I want you to text it to me. I'm going to do that right because now because I'm going to post it on my Facebook page. And insult all those other people on radio who don't have this. And on top of it is our fold-away Voices of the West little sign That's right. that Harry always puts up. All so right. that'll make a wonderful picture. Okay. I like it. Okay. I like it. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, while, while Harry's fiddling, I'll, I will do a little bit of, of housekeeping here then. All right. Then. Okay, I've got some uh, dates here. Uh, going back to, where is it here? Oh, uh that's not right. That's got to be yesterday. It was okay. The ninth uh, was Myron Healy's. No, no. Excuse me. The eighth was Myron Healy's birthday. The great heavy, wonderful heavy. Uh, on the eleventh, that's tomorrow. Uh, good friend of mine, Fran Bosley's birthday. I'm just doing that because I can, and she's okay. a friend. And then the fourteenth is Flag Day. That's so right. all you folks out there that love America. Put Fly flag your flag. On. Fly your flag. And, you know, we missed a birthday last week uh, for June 5. Ooh. William Boyd. Oh, I thought we mentioned that. Oh. We, we did not mention Hoppy. I, but oh. when I talked with you, you said, you, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Hoppy. I did? That's so yeah. weird. It should be on. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> well, In any wow. event. Hoppy birthday, Happy. There you go. In any event, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, go, I'll keep on. Is there any more you have to say on the subject? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, this is this is something coming up. This is this is next month, the fourth Saturday of the month. That's the twenty-second of uh, July. Uh, is the National Day of the Cowboy, and there's going to be a National Day of the Cowboy at the historic Empire Ranch, and it'll run from eight a.m. to one p.m. So bring the whole family. 
Northern Empire Ranch on horseback. There will be a 45-minute trail ride by reservation. If you want to make a reservation for it, you go to www.empireranchfoundation.org, or you can probably just Google them, and it'll come up on their site somewhere. And they're located at the Los Cienegas National Conservation Area, just north of Sonoida, seven miles, three miles back in, paved road mm-hmm. all the way. Uh, and there'll be docent tours of the historic ranch house. There'll be restroom demonstrators. There'll be vendors. Uh, I might even put up the Empire Ranch Foundation library table and sit there and show you some of the archive books for our ranch. And then again, I may not, but I'm gonna, if I talk them into it, I'm going to All right. Hey, coming up uh, this month on the 23rd through the 25th of June, it is the... 30th Tombstone Reunion of the Movie. Oh my God, 30 years. 30 years it's been. That's a long box of popcorn. It certainly is. Uh, scheduled to appear uh, uh, Dana Wheeler Nicholson. She played Maddie Earp. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Ringo's slated to appear. Uh, Kate Michael Green. Is, uh, slated yeah. to appear. Frank McClowry, John, uh, Robert John Burke. Uh, John Philbin, Tom McClowry, Peter Scirocco, who we had on a couple weeks ago, Texas Jack Vermillion, and a friend of ours, Chris Mitchum, as the ranch foreman. Yes. And uh, that's... This footage got cut, unfortunately. Yeah. What uh, happens all That's uh, the Tombstone 30th Cast Reunion. Uh, you can find out more at uh, their Facebook page, or I'm sure there is no... There is no website here, but I'll bet if you Google Tombstone Reunion, a movie reunion, you'll find some information. It's been all Well, and of course, our good friend uh, who was just on the show last week, Peter Shireko, uh, is going to be there as well. Mm -hmm. That's what Harry said. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. That's good. You have to, you have to say it three times he's, for people to remember. He's beating. He's beating. He's batting cleanup for us. <laughs> well, you we know, listen. A uh, shovel and a and a bucket. <laughs> I, I won't say a shovel, but I will say a bucket and a broom. Listen, I, I just want to say as uh, it's important to recognize the fact that uh, you know we're. We're coming on uh, how many years now? Thirteen years Easily, that we've yeah. been doing this show, God bless. and uh, you guys have not aged. But I look like <laughs> your grandfather. So, um, well, you look just, like Dorian Gray's portrait. <laughs> you realize, Bunker? You, you don't know how profound that is. That's my father's favorite film. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I saw pictures of you as a younger man. I was amazed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked like an old man then. <laughs> that was, you know. Hey, I you got to remember, when I was 14 years old, I was in Vegas at the tables gambling. I, you had a and they would ask me. they would ask me if I wanted to drink. I, I said, yeah, I'll take a ginger ale on the rock. I came out of the womb with a mustache, okay? <laughs> Was it was it was it one of those you know, gambler with the curly it, up? No, no. Wax wax, no, wax mustache no, coming no. out. No. It was. So I'm on. <laughs> so let me just throw this story out for you. I'm I'm on. Uh, I'm and I'm not going to spill the beans, but I'm just going to tell the funny part of the All story. Right. I'm on the train with Harry, <laughs> and we're going up to San Luis Obispo. Okay. Bunker decided to abdicate based on uh, I don't know. He didn't want to have liver poisoning. Good sense. Liver poisoning, probably. But, Bunker, let me just remind you of something that you forgot. You didn't get to have the, the, you didn't get to eat the, uh, the trout. We had trout. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You had had a sock? Trout. Oh, trout. Yeah, we had. Hey, I had had trout right out of the Rio Dosa River. Well, we had. Yeah, we had trout with two lovely ladies who were going to a museum that. We had never heard of their museum, and they had never heard of our show. <laughs> so it was just an interesting afternoon. Yep. Uh, but does I'll just Nola tell know, you. Does Nola know about those two ladies? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think Nola cares? She wears combat boots, <laughs> uh, fatigue pants, and carries a buck knife in you know? her back pocket. Yeah. So, And she drives an 80-foot man lift, by the way. Let's just be clear on that. <laughs> there it's, you go. 
without any reservations. So Harry and I are downstairs in the liquor car. The liquor car, yes. Yeah, they had a little bar in there. And we were in the liquor car with a nice young woman who had three children. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Harry, Harry remembers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and they geez. were convinced that they oh. could see sharks. I know. From the from the car out into the ocean. We were on the Pacific Surf Liner. Yeah. And I said to Harry at one point, uh, I think they're they're drinking more bourbon than we are. Yeah, right. How long uh, because have you guys can, been in there? Oh, oh, we were been over well over an hour. Yeah, well over an hour because I could tell that it was well over an hour because I was starting to put uh, Harry asleep with my stories, <laughs> um, and um, we got to a point. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, and we got to a point where Harry looked at me and he said, "Todd, I think it's time for us to start." Consuming food <laughs> and no more liquor. And I said, Harry, what ha- what what do you mean? What happened? Yeah. And we just kept going on the train and going on and I was like, listen, we're drinking diet we're drinking Coca-Cola with our bourbon. It will keep us awake. Yeah. And the most miraculous a miraculous thing happened. We the train stops, we get off in San Luis Obispo, we get off the train, we walk through the station, and out in front of the station is the the most beautifully restored super bee. Oh, it's God, white yeah. with gold oh, trim. Beautiful. Just the most gorgeous Super B Dodge Super B 450 cubic inches of raw power And Harry went from this dawdling you know kind of half asleep fella I woke up to Hi my name's Harry How are you? Can I touch your car? Yeah, right, right. Can I sit in it? Can I drive it? (laughs) Can I have your car? There was this older woman standing by the car, and she said, Well, (laughs) it's my son's car, and he probably wouldn't want you to touch it. Yeah, (laughs) right. Okay. Yeah. And Harry and I were just standing there. It it was like we were standing in front of, uh, you know, some idol, some (laughs) some magnificent golden idol. It was just... And the kid it was an American sudden, graffiti moment. Yeah. Yes. And the kid came out from the station. I guess he had been in the men's room or something. And he comes out and he gets in the car. His mom gets in the car and he starts up the engine. And you'd think, you'd think that Harry was listening to. Uh, it was kind of like an animal moment where where somebody started up a record player with. Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky, <laughs> uh, or or you know like Beethoven on it, and this music started. Yeah. And but it was his engine on his uh, Super B, yeah. and all of a sudden Harry just kind of started to melt. He's like he was like chocolate in a microwave. <laughs> yeah. It was a beautiful moment. It was, man. That was a beautiful car. God, I'm glad I stayed. Yeah, yeah you missed a whole bunch. You know. By the way, Bunker, let me just tell you. Let me throw a little zinger in there for you. You missed the cowboy beans. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cowboy beans, but you know, cowboy beans I can make myself. As you might have guessed by now, we don't really have much of a topic for well, today. Well, actually, I've got a whole bunch of stuff. We, here. Yeah, we do have stuff that we wanted to talk about, uh, just because we can talk about yeah, it. Because it's, it's you know, it's, it's our uh, show. It's the old we. I, and you know, we don't I, have to cater to any any golden guests. Well, that yeah, and, we and Bunker, with. thank you for letting me babble. And that, and we don't have to mess with uh, the corporate. We don't have to mess with the alphabet mafia. We don't mess with any of that nonsense. But we do hope we do take our hat off to the white stallion. We take our hat off to the white stallion and to ladies. And the ladies. Yes. Yes, we do. If the hat yes, don't come and off, the, well, not, I was going to say and the, <laughs> the colors, but there, there's sometimes you do, sometimes you yeah, don't. Yeah, you know, it all I, depends. I, you know, technically, as veterans, we're supposed to keep our hat on and salute. You know, I've never figured that one out, but I always uh, think it's take, the best. Take the hat, take off. The hat off, put yeah. it over the heart, and yeah. uh, be done with it that but, way. Uh, but it, technically, we we could we, we can could. salute, yeah. Of course, as a member of the Congress Public course. Army, I can salute with my left hand as well. Well, and the yeah, Navy, but you, the Navy, Harry, it's Harry, your hand is legal. 
And if, and if you can look, and when you're approaching an ensign and you look away, you, you don't have to salute. I know, but the, the Conk Republic is a left-handed country, a left-handed yes. nation, and so it's everything is, uh, we salute uh, uh, our betters with, uh, I hate well, to say that, that word, up an with, with uh, uh, our left hand. Mm-hmm. Because if you're left-handed in a left-handed country, shouldn't you do everything right-handed? Not necessarily. Because that would be the opposite. It certainly would. Well, let's just put this into perspective that no, we're in not. Key West. Let's, let's keep it out. We're in yeah, Key West. It, it is Key West. Which, which is the only place in the entire United States that allows you to walk the streets with a drink in an open container yep. until 4 in the morning. That's right. So wow, That sounds like Rio Dosa when I was growing up. Yeah, well. So you guys yeah. are asking yourself at this point, Todd, why did you ever leave? Well, because... <laughs> We ran out of money, and we had no. And what money we had left, we had to pay for gas. That sort of happens a lot. Uh, people running out of money. Hey, I think we're going to take a commercial break here. Already? Yep, already. And uh, come back and um, do some more uh, non- nonsensical old west gibberish. We'll give that a shot. Gibberish mode. Yeah. Voices of the West. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. Well, we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Mort? This is the sweetest setup I've ever had in my life. I'll loan her the money we get from selling her own cattle. And when these suckers go broke fighting each other, you and I move in and take over most of the valley. <laughs> this is the Voices of the West. They call me the Yodeling Ranger. My badge is soft. We are back 
John Amo Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France. Yeah, no, 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 no. And John yeah, Roberts Bunker de France Ranger. In Los Angeles. Uh, some Jimmy, gobble, gobble, gobble. Some Jimmy Wakeley there. <laughs> I watched a movie last night, fellas. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, well, a couple of movies, actually. You always do. Uh, right, on Friday night, Saddle Up Night. Yep. Um, Ride 'em Cowgirl, 1939. Uh, Sounds like Judy Canova. No, this was uh, Dorothy Page. And Dorothy Page, uh, this is an interesting, uh, it was a grand national film. Okay. She, Real, she had her own series, didn't she? And I don't know if she did. Or, I don't think so. Five she, or I thought six, she, five or six shows. I thought she left uh, movies in the forties, but she had. They were supposed Not TV series, but movie oh, series. Yeah, they were supposed to be three uh, movie series uh, with her uh, through Grand National, and Grand National, uh, <laughs> as it was written, the, the way it was written, it, for this it was a Grand National huge budget which means a moderately low budget for the other bees, right? Next to nobody. Yeah, next to no. And so Grand National uh, does this. They do these three films, and they're all stinkers at the box office. Well, she, she was supposed to, wasn't she supposed to be the singing cowgirl? Singing cowgirl. That's right, yes. And, and the audience was not ready for a singing cowgirl or did not want a singing cowgirl uh, as much as the singing cowboy. And, uh, I mean... Closest you can get is Dale, and she's not really a cowgirl. Excuse me? There is I know. I'm sorry, Harry. I, I, I mentioned the, the uh, <laughs> D word. <laughs> they still don't want one. Yeah. and so They yeah. still don't want And even to this day, we don't want one. And I wonder why that is, fellas. I'll tell you why it is. Oh, don't and tell Bunker, us. I hope you chime in. So I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And the reason is, is because, and I hope we get a lot of hate mail from our fan base. <laughs> you, Todd at uh, Voices that's of your, the West. That's your job to stir up our base. We so, have a base? Uh, well, sure we do. There's about three or maybe between three and five guys over at the uh, American Legion Hall yeah, right. in South Tucson. And, yeah, but they've uh, all, they're all in, into their sixth beer. They don't even know what they're listening to. That's why. I didn't say they were coherent. I said they were our base. Uh, so here's our problem. The problem here in this equation that Hollywood doesn't understand and it continually doesn't understand is that the male hero is someone Viral. that guys want to be. Viral. Mm-hmm. And Manly. the female uh, uh, m- member of the audience wants to date him. But when we take that character and we switch him out for the female hero, the male uh, audience member says, you know what? She's cool. Half of the audience says, okay, I date her. The other half goes, "Uh, maybe not. I don't want any competition. Mm -hmm. But the female... Uh, audience member, half of them say the same thing. You know what? She's cool. I want to grow up and be like her. The other half look up and say, you know, uh, no, I'm not interested. I don't want to. I don't want to take that role on. So the difference here is is that when we see somebody like Ridley in Alien, uh, Ridley, you know, uh, Ridley, you know, Ridley Scott's film Alien. Mm-hmm. Was that she, a western? She, well, I say it's a western because she's fighting the ultimate evil. Yeah, that's you know kind of a wagon uh, wagon going across space. Yep. So Death you know Valley. she's 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 having to draw a line in the sand and say, "Over this line, you shall not cross." So the difference here is is that she approaches it as I'm not a woman, therefore I don't have to do this, but now I will. She's just looking up, going, "Hey, I'm I'm." I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not going to allow anybody to find me from beginning to end, and I'm just going to do what's right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, men, you, you can say whatever you want. That well, it's not fair that men are looked at this way. And it's never been so fair. Forth. Never will be. Yeah. But let me also just say to you, you're exactly right, Bunker. It is. It has never been fair, and let's also say that women have the advantage. 
because they can we bake. don't have a problem in this society putting a man to death. But we do have a problem putting a woman to death. Because yeah, women yeah. are the germination of life. That's very interesting, yeah, because uh, frequently we see westerns where the heroine is being threatened, but you know they're not going to do anything to her. And then when somebody does shoot a woman, everybody is aghast. And you, right. you grab your, your, your chest and, and he shot a woman. And to shoot her in the back... Oh my God! What did you do? Right, terrible, right. terrible. Uh, right. You know, that, that, you know, you got a point there because I was just thinking. I can't see Ridley, uh, an alien breaking into song. You know, <laughs> I'm back in the spaceship again, <laughs> again. You know, just no, no, it doesn't work. Well, no. and not only that, but think about this. You know, in today's world. Not too far future. I'm hope I'm passed on to the roundup in the sky that you'll have a transgender singing cow girl person boy. You know, hold my Bud Light, okay? <laughs> I mean, no. Think about it. That's that's what these jerkos that set up all the rules and how we're supposed to live our lives. That's what they're aiming for. But here's the point. We're not going to go and watch those movies. Hell no. No one's going to go watch those movies. No, except other jerkos. And, and what, 0.3% of the population? Who? Well, what did I say on last week's show? I don't remember. Why does Hollywood we show last continue? Week? Yeah, Bunker, you, you were there, <laughs> but you, were, really? you had eaten so much beef jerky, you were eating so much salt that you were oozing uh, uh, fluids. Um, it's important to remember that what I said last week, which was, why does Hollywood have to mess with the formula? Leave it alone. It well, works. Yeah, I you know, know. You know. You got. To, I want to jump. To, so I was going to talk about this later, but I want to talk about it right now, then, because you're you're right on to it. Well, we should take a commercial break. Oh, no. we should. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, Harry. All all the time with the rules. I know. Harry, I, know. Time, I know. I know. He, he he's sitting there with a stopwatch. This you know, is my. This is my fiefdom. <laughs> yes, yes. He's, he's Adolf Alexander. That's right. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, well, if, if it is a fiefdom, Harry, you need to start sharing some of it with us. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Now, now for something a little more serious, Mr. Okay. Now. <laughs> That's possible. Uh, there's a TV miniseries. It was called Sons of Liberty back in uh, 2015. Okay. It was uh, three out, three episodes. It was on the History Channel, and they shot it in Romania, which I don't know if that's good or bad, uh, but it was the group of men fighting for America's colonies and how they shaped the future of America. And this is probably, and it's funny how you something will come up and you all of a sudden you realize you put they put the finger on what's wrong with a lot of the Westerns today, uh-huh. that, and this is 2015, mind you now, that... The, the wardrobe was wonderful. The sets were wonderful. The mm-hmm. photography was wonderful. Right. But it was modern. They were. It was like, and it's and that's what they do nowadays with the westerns and periods. Or you look at the, some of the uh, uh, BBC stuff now. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's very. I don't care if it's a, a 16th century Regency England. Mm-hmm. They talk like it's today. It's, they don't talk in the language of the day. They don't right. have the morals, or the rules, the uh, manners, the culture. It's well, just, Bunker, what they're saying is that the audience is not smart enough. That's right. They yeah. don't have the mental capacity to figure to out that it was a Victorian time. What it is? Yeah. Well, here let me let me just go into some detail here. Uh, for example, uh, uh, one of the uh, they got the, the, the Adam's son and father, and. It's, you know, it's like uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Right. And you've got Ben Franklin, who uh, is a womanizer, which he was. He was porking everybody. But when it comes to all the other stuff, he's just so deadly serious. Mm-hmm. And for everything, all accounts of, of, of Franklin, he was, a, he was a jolly fella. He was cracking jokes and, you know, the life of the, basically the life of the convention. The best, best book I have ever read about Ben Franklin was written by Gore Vidal. 
That'd be a good. Well, he was a hell of a writer, actually. A hell of a writer. Hell of, hell a, writer. of a writer. But that, that's and that. But that's that. That I said. You know, that is why so many of the westerns that these guys are cranking out today, uh, they look good. Yeah, I mean, the wep- they finally get the weapons right. They get the saddles right. Uh, they all look like tombstone. That's wrong. <laughs> but uh, you know, but they it's. It's the same same situation again. They're, you know, they're, it, it's the Victorian era. I don't care if it is the American West. It's still the, the Victorian era. And, that, that's and exactly the cowboy, right. the cowboy was very, you know, in his rude, rough way, was still very Victorian, very courteous to of the course. ladies and everything. Yeah, I and mean, that's that, they don't have that anymore. No, no, it, it and they, yeah, okay. That's that's that on that one. Now no, I, no, you're very you're very correct on that. Now I want to move on to uh, a series that's uh, that's also this is running on inspiration, and it's called Into the Wild Frontier, and it's uh, basically the settling of the West. It's been on for three seasons. They film it up in Montana. It's about the American expansion West, and I was looking at a bunch of scenes and stuff from it. This one's getting it right. I mean, it looks good. You know, they, they, uh, they're people. They're not dirty enough, but they never are. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it just, and it's well, it's just like Jim Bridger, uh, Kit Carson, all of the, all of the frontier people that we, we read about in the history books, plus all of the ones we have, we didn't read about that were there settling the west and you know, it's it's I, I recommend it it's right now it's on inspiration running at 6 p.m on saturday's eastern time but i'm sure in different parts of the country it's probably on the different times and if you can find the inspiration channel probably on it is on a lot of uh it's systems. on youtube it's on a lot of systems i got yeah okay i guess you can watch on youtube as well yeah. and then i've got another one for you it's along in the same line it's called wild west chronicles uh it's been on for three seasons oh yeah that's, that's peter Shirocco's. yeah and it, what's great about it is it, it takes bat masterson and it's in that transition period from being a lawman to becoming a, a journalist. Mm. And he travels throughout the West, uh, tracking down you know the, some of the characters. It's like the stories of the century, in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. Tracking down these different people and getting the true story behind it. And he's part, but he's part of the story. Yeah. But it, and, and it looks good. Great. You know, again, everything's put together right. And that's on inspiration as well? That's in inspiration as well. Western Chronicles. All right, we're going to take our next commercial break here. On Amal Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. We're streaming from the White Stallion Ranch. And we'll be right back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting place courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights you out there come one step near and old best here'll spit right in your eye so you need to strike your own deal but you need the right henchman to do the job the stage is hauling a wells fargo box loaded with gold you've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold but like henchmen to pull off the job what to do you better start packing a handgun Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best 
head hinches there ever was, and I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hinch without the proper hinches around you, and that's just a gentle hinch. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Renna henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. My name is Rudy Ramos. I played Wind in Season 4 of The High Chaparral. And I thank you for listening to Voices of the West. Yes, indeed, and you can catch Rudy also on uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, yeah, Yellowstone. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bucket of France, Todd Roberts with you. It is a... Uh, a loose is a goose Saturday. Yeah, loose is... <laughs> I like that. Uh, we don't have anything planned for today. Yeah, and I do. It's, well, I know. Am I back in college? Yes. Is that you, what happened? Yes, you are. Uh, you it, teleported it, me back to college. Y- yes, indeed. Um, it is the summertime. Summertime. And, and summertimes generally uh, slow down quite a bit. Mm. Um, but, you know, mark down February 21. Yes, mark down February 21, 1895 for a birthday. Okay, wait, wait, where's my pen? What? What, oh, pen? find the tally pencil. Okay. <laughs> okay, what was the date again? February 21, 1895. 1895? 1895. 18 and 95. 18 and, come on, Pam. 95 and, and who was birthed on that day? That would be Charles Lafayette King Jr. Who? <laughs> Charles Lafayette King Jr. Oh. Charlie King. Charlie King. I think I've got that on my calendar. Charlie King. I I'll tell you what. I, I Charlie King has got to be, I think. The king of the heavy. He, yeah. I mean, w- during the break we were talking about uh, we need to have a henchman of the month or yeah. henchman of the week or whatever. And uh, Oh, he'd be henchman of the year. He'd be henchman of the year. Charlie King got smacked by everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and he was one of the, he could, he was the only henchman that could do comedy with the best of the sidekicks. Yes, yes, indeed, yes. Yeah. And, and uh, what an actor. Unfortunately, alcoholism took its toll on him. And, uh, Let that be a warning to you, Todd. <laughs> but to uh, both of us. Uh, and, you can throw all the warnings you want out to me, all you want. Yeah, I smoked As Humphrey Bogart too. said in uh, 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 Casablanca, when the Nazis asked him, and do nationality... He says, I'm a drunkard by trade. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So anyway. What do you got there, Harry? Oh, I was just uh, oh, just okay. going on with Charlie yeah. King because yeah. uh, he, he, is, he is probably my favorite. It's either oh. Roy Barcroft or Charlie King, you know. He is, he is so exalted that I, even though he's a bad guy, He's up there with with the Duke and yeah, all of the all yeah. of the best bat good guys. You know, yeah. I mean, Barcroft Barcroft survived that he was able to uh, play in um, a lot of, of uh, television series uh, later in in later years. Oh, boy, what a career! He and Charlie King, Charlie King died in 1957, um, so he didn't uh, have that opportunity. You know, there's a great story that that the last job he had. And it's it's been disputed, but that he played a body on Gunsmoke and then went into the hospital right after that. <laughs> right after that, yeah. That's a, he's a method henchman. All right, guys, here's a topic for you to okay. uh, cuss and discuss. We have, in the West, we have our justice system, such as it was. Hang them. Hang them. Hang them. And, uh, and now in Texas they say, fry them. Um, so, uh, but it, we had lots of different kinds of justice, and uh, the FBI and uh, the politicians are 
famous for saying one law applies to all, but of course we know that's not the case and, and never was the case and never will be the case. The point I'm wanting to make here is we had people who wore stars uh, as law enforcement people uh, from both sides of the aisle, as mm -hmm. it were. Uh, when the the gangstering or the gang things were not going well, they put a star on themselves. And when it wasn't going well and they needed some more cash, they'd go rob a bank uh, with the gang. So how much... You did I, I, that show with Chris Hibbs. You uh, kind, um, kind of. The, just keep going with it. My, my point is, how much of the law do you think those who were... Wore, who wore the star, how much of the law do you think they really knew? Most of, could they in fact read? Could they all read? Well, here's, here's, this is, it's a great, great uh, scenario you set up because it, it was real common in a lot of towns that when they hired a sheriff or town marshal or constable or whatever, that they came with a wife. Mm. And part of the reason was because a lot of them couldn't read or write or uh, do the books because they also had to be the jailer. Well, they had to be the jailer. The uh, the but, the, but the, part of the uh, lawman's job was to keep an account on everything. Well, the taxes, details, you know, and everything like uh, collect taxes. And a lot of them, that was where the wife. That's why they would require the wives because the wives, most of the wives were literate, which is weird, you know, in a sense when you think of the literacy in the West. Yeah, that's that's what that's what ruined the West literacy. <laughs> We're better off when we couldn't spell. So how many how how much of the law did these guys really understand or know, or is it something like we see in the movies? Well, well, put it this way: How much of the law do you, I, or Todd really know? We we've got our concept of what we think the law is, but there's so many things. And it, and the other thing, too, is that... But we're not putting on the star. No, but if we did... But the other thing, too, is we have a better grasp of the Constitution, probably, than people back then did, because it was just a, a, something they talked about. And, and you, that's, a, that's the basis. And you, I think we have to look at it from that point of view. Todd, what do you think? Well, I, I, I can't disagree with either one of you, to be honest. But at the not. same time, uh, you know, if you gave me a little more to drink, I probably could pick a fight with you both. <laughs> but I would say to you that what's important to realize is that um, back then they were relying on their common sense. Exactly. And they were Custom and Moors. Yes. Yes. And they... And the, and I'll agree with you, Bunker, that they didn't know that maybe, maybe they didn't know the Constitution as well as we know it. But what they did know that they based, which is a, which is a safe bet uh, from their perspective and ours betting on them, was that they understood the Bible better than we understand and it. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And you know, as That's we know, yeah, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, and our Bill of Rights are all based in the original Judeo-Christian values. Yes, mm -hmm. and you know, there there's just a a basic visceral knowledge of understanding of yourself to listen to the inner voice, and when you say, "Oh, this is wrong," and I'm not going to allow it to happen, and I think the greatest example of that that I can think of, and I'm sure there are others if I spent time on it, is Henry Fonda and the Oxbow incident. Yep. Very good one. Yep. He knew that it was wrong. He knew, he, in his heart, he knew why it was wrong. Now, Ford, uh, uh, Henry Fonda, excuse me, was allowed, was able to convey that based on the fact that at the age of 14, he witnessed a lynching. Hmm. And in Indiana, where he grew up. And he came from a very real point of view. I don't know anything uh, background-wise on that lynching and the victim, the perpetrators, and the circumstances. But he witnessed it. And his dad and he were there together. Why they were there, I don't know. But they were. And I still... And we had William Wilman Jr. on the show. Mm -hmm. And he talked about the film. There's a... 
there's just a a basic understanding of right and wrong in that film and why it's right and wrong and you know you have all these people in the film that seem to me to be right the first second third time you watch the film they're right but as we know by the end of the film they're wrong yeah. and why they're wrong mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter that you're wrong it doesn't matter that you thought you were right it doesn't matter that you had all the percentages on your side of your decision you need to approach everyone singularly with the same approach which is that the basic rules of this country and its justice system are that everyone is innocent until proven guilty you know here's, here's just I mean, you got me thinking again and you're good at that but you know well, if you gave me a bottle of liquor, you could see what. Uh, boy, you'd, there'd you'd, be a circus going off you'd, in your head. You'd be, in, you'd be incoherent. Uh, but you know, you, you mentioned Henry Ford. Well, I've always wanted a vacation. Incoherent. <laughs> I, I, I've always wanted to go to the incoherent <laughs> island. I, I try to get there, I never can find her. We'll, we'll get you a one-way ticket. <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you, you think about. Henry Fonda, then I, I went right to Abe Lincoln, mm-hmm. yes, lawman. But then, yes. but then I went from that. I went to what was what was what was the world like back then? One, you had great oration. Yes, you, you, you would have town yes. squares. People, everybody from around the whole area would come to hear speakers. And most of the time, these guys were talk. They weren't talking about politics like they do today. They were talking about. What was right and wrong in their time and their period yes. Mm-hmm. system? Yes. Now we take that, take it to the jumping-off point on the Mississippi, where they're heading west on the wagon trains. All the wagon trains had a set of laws, and their laws were almost always based off of the Old Testament. It was a chart, like yes. a charter. And the other thing was that a lot of these people on the wagon trains were immigrants. Mm-hmm. So they, a lot of their English was not, not that good. Mm-hmm. So, But they had a familiarity mm-hmm. with scriptures. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that would be part of that carryover into the West. So I think, you know, I think we're on to the right idea that probably the Bible was... You know that was that was you know you swore on it you know you know and you you're, you gave your word your word and if you swore on a Bible the two of those is like you know you can't break either one and if you do you're dead whoa you bad bad news happens man. yeah all right well and I I think it's also important to remember that um, you know when you talk about what you were just talking about bunker is how people reference the past. We don't reference the past. We don't look upon the past in this today's society. No, today's we don't even culture. know what the past is. It yeah. was, that was last year's TV yeah. series. We're trying to erase right. the past. Yeah, yeah. The, the past is. Or rewrite it. Uh, you know, the last mm-hmm. time the Kardashians went to a Starbucks. Yeah, right. And that's our problem. We we don't have any reference. We don't have a a, a point, a jumping off point, mm-hmm. and an understanding point. All right, we're going to do our final commercial break here on Amo Francis' Voices break of the West. Open. Indeed. And uh, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. It's uh, a wide-ranging topic. The land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities 
memories that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tancaverde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at Voices of the West.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. All right, listeners, you like westerns, right? You're to... I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five westerns. Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. But we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. I expect that army contract's going to make me $150,000. You mean us. Oh, here, Daggett. You're getting these rustled horses and you're getting a good price for them in foreign countries. Yeah, sure. But by the time I rebrand and smuggle them aboard ship, I've lost half of my profit. I'm not in this thing for my health, you know. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Payday is rolling around. We get paid? <laughs> we do. We do. Todd's the only one making any money among yeah, us. I know. Harry Alexander, Bunker yeah, DeFrance, Todd Roberts with you. Jerky. <laughs> He drinks it all up, but that's yeah, he's well, the only one that makes it. So do I. But, uh, <laughs> but you're not earning anything. I, I don't earn squat. Um, <laughs> but you drink it up you know, anyway. It, I, yeah, I drink up the, yeah, the, the, drink up the losses. Time. <laughs> See, there you go. That's time. that's the point. Uh, having a fun time. Retired. Yeah. Don't have a, well, have a couple of cares in the world. Don't give a big fat rat's ass to a lot of things. Yeah. Moving I next. think we need to ask Mrs. Harry the definition of all of this. Yeah, I know. You we're know? we're moving next weekend. Yay. It's like, oh my God! Yeah, it'll be <sighs> it'll be the parting of the Red Sea. You know, there's a party. We're having a party. No, no, no. Parting. Parting. Party. No, no. I think we should have a party. <laughs> there should be a party. Oh yeah, a backyard yeah. barbecue. Well, I don't yeah. have a backyard. Well, yeah, front yard on the sidewalk barbecue. We can do a sidewalk well, barbecue. Well, just <laughs> Harry, if we drink enough, we can barbecue in the street. You know, we can in barbecue the out. Hey, we'll take it out. We'll take the grill out to the desert. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, I want to mention a movie because this week I came across this and I had forgotten it. It's a TV movie. I loved it when it came out. And I would like to highly recommend it to everybody to rent it, look it up, on, find it on streaming somewhere. And it's a movie called The Ranger, The Cook, and A Hole in the Sky. 
and it was done back in 1955, 94 minutes in color, filmed it up in British Columbia. It was based on a, stor- a story by Norman McLean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the fellow that wrote River Runs Through It, and I read both stories at the same time, and this was the story that really, really captured me, because it's about a young man, uh, he's just out of school, and he goes to work for the Forest Service uh, for the summer, and it's his coming of age. Sam Elliott plays Bill Bell, who's the old season ranger, <laughs> and it's just got. It's a great, cool. Great, it's a great story. Uh, you know, again, the coming and they, they really stayed close to the book. Uh-huh. Actually, it was the novel. Uh, stayed close to it. There's forest fire fighting back when there was no equipment. It was just you know a, a shovel and oh, and, God, and a yeah. prayer. And mule packing stuff in there. And I just wanted to mention that Danny Virtue was the stunt coordinator and Jim Dunn did the stunts. And my old amigo who's passed on, uh, Jerry Gatton was special animal wrangler, meaning the mules. (laughs) They are special. uh, But I mean, that... If you haven't seen this one, and Todd, you should put this on your list because I know you No, I've watched it. I caught it uh, one one morning early or one night late on the Western Channel, and I liked it, and I agree with you. Norman McLean is a great writer. Yeah. And uh, Jerry O'Connell, of course, everybody thinks of him from, uh, um, you know, today's uh, show, The Chew. Um, or the talk, or whatever that show is, and of course, he was the chubby little kid in uh, Stand by Me. But he's a very good actor, and it's a mm. well-made film. I'll also just let me throw out that I love uh, the great um, William Kittredge biography, autobiography called Hole in the Sky, as well, mm-hmm. which is his story of growing up in uh, southeastern uh, Oregon on a ranch that was the largest at the time the largest ranch in the Tri-State area which is uh, south uh, east Oregon uh, northern northeast uh, California and southwest Idaho and it's a great book uh, it's sad but it's a great story uh, and it's of the same title Hole in the Sky well Harry have you got a recommendation? Uh, no well, why don't you? <laughs> because I just don't. Oh. Because Harry's recommendation is Four Roses Bourbon. Let's be honest with each other. My, my, and just my, call it like it is. My recommendation is watch a hoppy movie, doggone oh, it. that's good. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I know the other Harry recommendation. Don't drink any of that Bacardi. See? There you go. <laughs> well, I want, I, want to, I want to leave you with something Todd, else here. Todd, don't poison yourself. <laughs> I want to leave you with something else here. I, I came across this one. Uh, it's a TV movie. They've done two of them called uh, County Line. They shot it in Tacoa, Georgia with Tom Wolpock. But it's really, it's if you like Longmire, uh-huh. I think you'll like this one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He plays, uh, he was a sheriff. He lost the election. Uh, his good buddy that he served Vietnam with is the sheriff in the next county. And so they, they were kind of famous as the two county sheriffs. Yeah. And his buddy gets killed, and it's a cold case. It, the wife comes to him and says, you know, this isn't right. And it's him, you know, solving it. But it's it's just great, you know. And it, it's it's so funny because Wolpat really has aged well. He yeah. looks very right. Very, okay. Jeff Fahey is, the, is his old buddy. And... Uh, again, perfect casting. In fact, the show is so good, they did a sequel, uh, all uh, County Line All In, and in that one, uh, the new sheriff is a lady, and the next county, the new sheriff is a lady, and it's them working together trying to solve a murder, and, of course, good old Tom coming in there and doing what good old Toms do best. All right. Let me let me also mention this uh, film that just came out recently. Uh, it just reminds me of my prom date, which uh, you know, by all is this accounts, a horror and, movie. Yeah, yeah, it is bunker, uh, and by all accounts, only leads to disaster. It's called Cocaine Bear, oh, yeah. and it's the story. Of I saw previews. The, that looked hilarious. 
Yeah, uh, uh, drug smugglers in the north uh, in the north of uh, the United States, uh-huh. up on the Canadian border. These uh, drug smugglers uh, bring some uh, cocaine across the border, and uh, a bear gets a hold of one of the bags and eats it. And uh, I swear to you, uh-huh. I can't, I cannot pin it exactly, and I can't give you a name. But I swear to you, that reminds me of one of my prom dates. So let me just leave it there. That you, was Ray Liotta's last movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we know why now, right? Uh, <laughs> the bear ate him. Yeah, yeah. okay. He's like, you know, the, the, the snackies when you're... I reckon. Yeah, the yum... What do they call that? When, when, the, when the loadies, you know, they get loaded up and then they... The munchies. That's munchies. The, yeah, the munchies. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we got for this edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. The on-air sign will be turned off shortly. Yep. <laughs> It'll be here next week, too. Yes, every week. Every now. week, man. It's, the party's it's over. A, it's a great thing, man. Time to call it So when we get together next time, I have no idea what we're going to do because it's the summer and I'm moving. And, and it's easy. I don't care. <laughs> no, I care. You care. We all care. In our all own right. way. 78, 79, 80 gives a who. <laughs> so long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.